Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So what's the hallmark of a genuinely shallow human being? Genuinely shallow, right? Kind of seems like an oxymoron, but they succeed at failing all the time. What's the hallmark of that, right? Someone who like all show, no go. You've heard these lines before, right? All hat, no cattle. Everything's about the show. Everything's about the fake it till you make it thing, but some of them never make it at all. It's important because today's show, I want to focus on something signaling how the left, there's a ton of stories out there this weekend. I'm really excited about the show because the Friday show was a disaster. Thank you for watching anyway, even though it was a total mess and a hit show with an S in front of it. <laughs> I was very upset for the show. You know, a lot of things happen, but today's show is going to be good. I have a lot to get to you today about the left's love affair, which is the all hat, no cattle. A lot of breaking news, including uh, me, part of the news, uh, which is weird. I was trending again on Twitter and social media platforms again this weekend. I'll explain what happened. And again, I'll give you the inside scoop as to why I think the story is a big deal and why the left, of course, I have this unique ability to trigger them into foaming at the mouth. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, let's go. And we're back. Oh, you have a little loud today. Not you, yeah. not you, Joseph. My end. Joe is very oh. well controlled in the audio side. <laughs> Again, I'm very sorry about the Friday show. I never fake it. Friday's show was a disaster. It was a disaster. It was a total mess. I was in a really salty mood. I felt like I could do the show. I was having some, you'll see in the beginning. If you go watch the show, you'll see what I mean in the beginning. But uh, that rarely happens. And I, I am. Uh, obsessed with quality control. You are all that matters to me, you, the audience. And if I can't bring you the best conservative political podcast out there in an entertaining quality manner, I get upset. And I kid you not, I had a little mini vacation this weekend. It ruined the whole vacation because I was upset that I let you down. I'm not joking. So I couldn't wait to get back here today to show you why uh, this show matters to me and why you matter to me. So we got a good show for you today. Today's show There's going to be a theme to today's show because it matters. And it's about signaling. No, not traffic signals. We're not going to get wonky into all kinds of signaling, intracellular signaling mechanisms between uh, neurons and exons and dendritic. No, 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 I'm talking about signaling. What do I mean? (laughs) What do I mean by signaling? I mean, it's the left's love affair with showing virtue as a signal rather than doing things which actually work. Where does it start? It starts in the education system. I listened to a podcast a long time ago. It was Econ Talk, one of my favorites, right? And they had a guy on talking about education, and he asked a valuable question, Joe, about the left's love affair with signaling and how it started. It wasn't a political podcast, that one. It was more about the education thing. But they asked an incredible question. I want you guys to think about this for a second, too. The education system is dominated by leftists, right? The education system as we have now is all about signals. It's not about actually knowing anything. It's about signaling you know something. Do you get the difference, Joe? It's about Joe telling me he knows how to edit a podcast, but never having cracked Adobe Audition once. That's (laughs) what it's about. Yeah, you're right. So the guy, and and I know I'm right. And to prove it, the guy asks a fascinating question. 
He says, if you think the education system is about education, I ask you this. You're going into a job interview for the first time. Would you rather have one of two things? Say it's a job interview, computer programming. Would you actually rather have computer programming skills in a job interview? Or would you rather have a Harvard degree in computer programming? You you can't have both. And he's like, most of you are probably saying, yeah, I'd rather have the Harvard degree in, in computer programming. Because it signals to the employer like you've passed some kind of vetting test. Now, I gave the hardest example, computer programming, because that's an actual skill. And that was actually marginal. But I ask you with other, in other scenarios, you're going into an interview for, to, to be, say, a, a social psychologist. Would you rather have actual good skills in talking to people or would you rather have a Harvard degree in social psychology? Of course, the latter, because it's a signal. You know you stand a better chance of the job, not by the interview, but why the degree says what the degree says about it. it signals your acceptance, right? The left, this starts in the education system, and the left, they're all about the signals and the hat, not the damn cattle. Here is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. The virtue signaling the left. They don't give a damn. I'm I want to let one out. I'm sorry. I know, I know. It's a family-friendly show. They don't care about COVID, COVID infections, COVID stopping COVID. What they care about is signaling that they want to stop it because it signals some kind of virtue. Their love affair with masks is a perfect example of this. Despite the fact that there is zero evidence out there that the surgical and cloth masks everybody's wearing right now are doing a thing to stop COVID, They can't stop talking about it. They want the degree in the job interview, but they don't want the skills. It's the money ball rule. If masks work, why aren't they working? Because the left doesn't care if they work. Here, listen to Obama's COVID czar, uh, Dr. Ash here, again this weekend with the freaking masks. Again, check this out. I've been traveling again this week on airplanes, in airports, so few people wearing masks. And in New York City, where they have a 15% positivity rate, uh, the New York Times described it as kind of a meh reaction to this variant. So what do you do? Yeah, so first of all, I think it's really important to remind people of the science, the public health science. And the public health science is very clear. If you're in a crowded indoor space, especially if it's poorly ventilated, wearing a mask reduces your risk of infection and reduces your risk of spreading it to others. So we've got to continue to encourage people to do that. I'm sorry, Biden's COVID czar. I said Obama's, but what's the difference at this point? What's the difference? I mean, (laughs) folks, they cannot stop. How many times do I have to tell you this? The mask is a signal of what? What is it, guys? Come on, you know this. I mean, it's a signal that, one, you're a leftist. Mm-hmm. It's a signal, number two, that you are a compliant lemming. And it's a visual signal, number three, that you are willing to take orders from your government and not question them. All virtues of the left. They will wear this thing no matter what. There is no evidence this works. I threw this up for you. Just, I mean, again, to beat the, uh, the point, probably a little too much. It's in the newsletter. Cato, I like Cato, Cato Institute, the ambiguous science on masks. They point out specifically that there's these two studies out there. And the one in Bangladesh, they cite all the time, found no such difference between the treatment and control groups for cloth masks. But the surgical grade, man, the KN95, there's some mild, and I do mean mild, and even questionable evidence there 
that it may have a statistically significant, but they know disappointingly small decrease in infection rates. The surgical mass and the cloth mass aren't doing anything, you idiots on the left. But it signals, look at me. I'm a moron. I'm a leftist imbecile. I wear the mask because I'm immune to science and I want to show my compliance. Get on my knee. Bow, bow. Yes. Chant. I want to chant in front of my leftist gods, the COVID czar. None of this works. You dumb. This is not working. It is a signal. As I said, I love the surgical mask thing. What do you mean you love it? You just said they don't work for COVID. Because it shows me who the idiots are. Folks, I, I'm not gonna, I don't want to waste a lot of time, but I go into a, um, a medical appointment. I think I told you it's not that long ago. Very nice lady, but she's like, it gives me the wink. She knows who I am. I walk in, you know, no mask. She's, you got to wear the mask in here. I go, oh, you, we're still doing this? I go, you, you're joking, right? I go, this is a medical institution. Like, supposed to believe in science. We're still doing this? She was, listen, I know it's dumb, but you know, you got to do it. I put the thing on. We're playing the whole game. I can't believe like, what am I going to do? I'm stuck in this place. I can't, it's not the lady's fault. It's, it's, it's really unbelievable how we have become, we have fallen in love with the hat with zero cattle. It starts in college. Get the degree. Don't know a damn thing. Wear the mask. No, it doesn't work. Wear it anyway. Folks, it doesn't end there. The signaling. It is all, it is all a show. These Dopey leftists. It is always a freaking show. Every single time. There is no go. It's always about the show. Here, pronouns. Another example. This new thing with the pro- I see pronouns in your Twitter bio or on your Facebook page. My pronouns are they. I know automatically, like when I see the mask, you're an all hat, no cattle person, and you're probably a moron. So it's actually a helpful trend. The pronoun is great for the sane people because you know the crazy people right away. I see it in your Twitter profile. I know every time that you're an idiot. I know that. I don't need your pronouns. We don't need your pronouns. Nobody cares about what your pronouns are. They, them, thou. The love affair with this, of course, is very helpful for a couple of reasons. It lets you know right away who to avoid, just like the masks. But secondly, despite the fact that the public is openly rebelling against mask mandates that don't work and against forced pronoun usage, I will talk how I want to talk. You don't like it, you are free to leave. I'm not going to hunt you down. I'm not going to follow you. I'm not I'm not looking to hurt anybody's feelings, but I'm not going to be called a phobic, istophobic, phobophobe because I speak to you and I accidentally use pronouns you didn't like. Not interested. Not interested. Thank Amen, you. Bro. So, you're, I'm with you. Big time. Yeah, I'm, that's not happening. It's not happening. I respect you. I love you. You're a child of God. I mean that. I'm a Christian. Don't you dare get up. A, you didn't use Xi Zhao, though. You are definitely, you can plan a wet one on my ass. How does that sound? Okay. I didn't mean anything by it. Nobody did. You're just a permanent victim. Now, of course, because it signals, it's telling people it's Xi Zhao, though, that those are your pronouns, signals that you're part of the compliant lemming class who loves to tell people what to do, right? 
So a leftist, and by the way, this guy's leftist bona fides are not in question at all. It's not like some fake leftist, you know? Fareed Zachariah, who, I mean, really? This guy's like, is as leftist they get. Red State has a circle. Up. So he wrote this piece at the Washington Post. Red State notes, you can read it in the newsletter, the piece. Fareed Zachariah accidentally gets something right about pronouns in a Washington Post op-ed. Faces immediate backlash. Of course he did. And of course they backed down almost immediately. Well, what did he write? Here's a tweet. He has a headline below. Gia highlighted it down there. He wrote, opinion. Here's the original title, folks, okay? Just to be clear, you can see it here on the Rumble account if you're watching. Opinion, WashingtonPost.com. Forget pronouns. Democrats need to become the party of building things. That was the original title, okay? So Fareed Zachariah, like Van Jones and others, and many others, is recognizing a problem with the left, that this has become a movement of shibboleths and signals and code words where in order to signal to people you're smart of a, a part of a small, very small group, but of connected wokesters, you have to put the mask on. You have to demand people get vaccines or get fired. You have to use Zhao though. If you don't, you have to call people Latinx or Latinx or whatever the hell they're going by. You have to do all this. Despite the fact nobody talks like this, as Van Jones has noted before. Again, another leftist, right? Fareed Zachariah is starting to realize the Democrats have a real problem. They are speaking to a smaller and smaller and smaller group of radical nutbags who speak like no one else speaks because it's all about the signal, the signal, the signal. It's all about the signal. It's not about actually doing stuff. It's about signaling you're doing stuff. Here's the new headline. Washington Post had to immediately cave and change the headline. Democrats need to become the party of building things. That's not what it said. That's, can we go back to the other one? That's not what the headline was. The opinion piece said, forget pronouns. Democrats need to become the party of building things. Notice how the forget the pronouns thing disappeared. That's, that's, that, wasn't the, that wasn't the headline. That, that wasn't the headline. Cannibalistic, buddy. Cannibalistic. He's like, you always say that, right? Joe, how long have we been? Joe, oh. we have been talking about this for, gosh, oh, it's going to be 10 years coming up soon with this podcast. In the next few years, we're going to hit that decade mark. Yeah. And from the beginning, I warned you. People like me and Gee and Justin and Joe, we don't listen to this stuff. We live in the real world with sane people. Where I mean what I say, I love you. I love you all. I'm obligated to love uh, men as I love myself. I am. I, 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 that is my. That is my goal in life. I don't always live up to it, but I, I sincerely try. But you're not going to sit there and call me stuff because I refuse to play your language games. You're not going to sit there and insult me because I refuse to sit there on and play your dopey mass games all the time. You're just not going to do it. So what happens The movements cannibalistic because eventually these people who are obsessed with telling people what to do, run out of people to tell what to do because we give you the double barrel. So they start eating their own, just like Fareed Zachariah. How dare you say, forget pronouns, keep it up. Leftists. I'm begging you, keep it up. Now, keep in mind, all this signaling is done in the absence of any science to back it up. When I mean science, I should say data. Data can lead to science. But science isn't always data. How do I know that? Because the left cites science all the time, even though the data says the opposite of what they think is the actual science. Here's what I mean. The left will try to signal things. Despite even one advertising their own lack of common sense. I'll get to that in a second with this tweet I found on, on, on Twitter, which is just hilarious that the left, again, so eager to signal. 
God, they're bad. That they'll tweet things that make no sense. And secondly, the lack of science. So think about it on the poll issue too. There is overwhelming evidence that the Hispanic community in the United States that actually votes thinks Latinx or Latinx is the dumbest freaking thing they've ever heard. (laughs) And because the left needs to signal how virtuous they are by using Latinx, they continue to do it. They don't care. They don't care. The signal is everything. Hat, cattle, divorce. They divorced. Used to be out of the hat on to be the cattle. No, now you wear that. No cattle. They don't care. They are divorced from common sense. What would common sense tell you? Common sense would tell you if you're a political movement or a politician, you need what? Support. How do you get support? Votes. So why would you do things that the majority of voters, especially Hispanic voters, think are for morons? Because you don't care. The signal matters more. You don't care about learning how to code. What you care about is having a degree that says you know how to code, even if you don't. Here's what I mean, too, by the common sense going out the window. There was a tragic shooting in Greenwood Park Mall. You may have heard about it. Guy shows up in the mall with a rifle in the food court. Well, with, uh, within you know seconds of this starting, a good Samaritan shows up. Uh, from what I've seen in reports, a 22-year-old legal firearm owner had a concealed carry, uh, had a weapon concealed carry from what I saw in the reports, and neutralizes the, uh, the attacker right away. Well, of course, you would think that would be good news, right? Folks, again, we're just talking about common sense. I'm not asking for a political argument, right? Forget the gun thing for a second. I'm just asking you for sense that's common. Common sense. It's, it's not elite sense. It's not academic sense. It's common sense, meaning everyone should have it. So, Joe, just walking through this, bad guy's killing people. Yeah. Other guy shows up with guns, stops bad guy from killing people. Everybody would say it was normal and not crazy. That equals good outcome, right? In bad situ, in awful situation, Agreed. right? Not, Agreed. not yeah. hard. Okay, agree. Thank you, Joe. Tragic situation. Stop. No, not the left. Here's this guy on Twitter, and I, the only reason I pulled this random tweet there were there were thousands of these. Good Samaritan was trending. The left didn't like that. They're like that good Samaritan quote will be a talking point that overshadows the hundreds of other killers that go unstopped because they have guns too. I don't think more people armed is the answer. Oh. <laughs> Uh, again, it's more important to signal your hatred for guns than it is to even tweet anything that makes even common sense. So you're objecting to the fact that someone who was armed stopped another person who was armed with malicious intent. And your conclusion is you don't think more people armed is the answer because other people go unstopped because they don't have guns. If that makes sense to you, you're probably a leftist. You must signal your allegiance to the cause. You must pass off the code words. You must wear your, your, your Hester Prince scarlet letter on your head, although it's not a sign of shame. It's a sign of honor. Put your mask on. Signal stupidity in public as long as you repeat all the necessary code words. All right, I'm going to get back to more of this in a second. I'll show you what happens when people who are actually victims of crime, they don't tolerate the signaling. And you can see how the left responded attacking this woman. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. It comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. 
You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So here's what I mean, too, by the signaling is important. So... There was a shooting incident with police officers that happened uh, and it involved a, a subject by the name of Tekel Sunberg. Tekel Sunberg was shot by police after a standoff. And of course, uh, because the left wants to gin up racial hatred and it's all about signaling the fact that you want to gin up racial hatred. You mean, why would you want to signal that? Because for the left, that's a glorious sign of your leadership abilities, your ability to gin up identity politics fights. Again, I'm not asking you to interpret this using common sense or that last tweet. That's not common. I'm asking you to interpret through the left's eyes of cannibalistic madness. They need, they've, it's like, it's like the influencer craze. In order for the wokeitarians to maintain their clout, right? To maintain their clout, they have to keep saying increasingly ridiculous things so people follow them. I was reading an article about social media influencers this week. It was a fascinating piece, guy, about how these, Social media influencers, Joe, they start out, they do a viral video, a dance video, whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's like all this, well, look, this video, I made $100,000 in ads off this video. And in order to stay relevant, they have to compete with other randos doing dance videos too. So they have to start doing increasingly crazy things. This is the left. They have to find, because they're running out of victims, little things to pick out to find new victims. So of course, this shooting from all I've read about, this police incident with this guy, the incident from what I've read about, this was a legally justifiable shooting. I, I, I've read it. I've read the reports. I've seen no evidence otherwise. Apparently, this guy, according to the, according to the reporting, was shooting into an apartment with this, woman and her ki- with this woman and her kids in there. So, of course, people had to come outside and protest because it was a police shooting. Yet the woman who was fired upon, she then showed up. And this is what happened. He tried to kill me in front of my kids. Notice, I want you to, the reason I, you've probably seen the video on, you know, I don't like putting on videos. You can, you'll see on the media all day because I feel like I'm wasting your time if I do that. But if I have a reason to do it, I will do it. And that's why I put this one up. Notice how the woman who's actually shot at says he was trying to kill me and my kids and it has no impact whatsoever on the protesters. None. They are so married and divorced from common sense and married to signaling that they're doing something woke. We're protesting police. It doesn't matter. In any normal circumstance dealing with sane and rational people, the signal would get overridden, common sense would kick in, and you would say, my gosh, we've got a woman here who was the victim of what appears to be some domestic violence situation with gunfire, gunfire, and that she almost died, her and her kids. Maybe we should take a a deep breath here and, and hear this woman out. It has no effect on them at all. At one point, a guy in the background says, You're still alive as if like that's like an insult, as if she should have been dead. 
As if the only way you can speak out against being a victim is if you're dead, which is hard to speak out when you're dead. And it violates the Dan Bongino show rule, which is don't Don't get get dead. dead. You know why, Joe? This may shock you. When you get dead, you can't speak out because you're dead. So that's a bad thing. So don't get dead because you're going to have a really hard time speaking. They don't care. All about the signal. As long as you are signaling, you got the hat on. It don't matter. It don't matter if you got cattle or not. What are you guys laughing at? Oh, okay. Oh, you okay? <laughs> then I did laugh. Sometimes they laugh at. I don't know if they're laughing at me or with me. I don't know what the difference. Okay, either way, laughing at me or with me. Both of them are actually a good thing. My wife thinks I'm funny, by the way. I said to her, she does. She's like, you're really funny. I, I don't think, I'm, I'm being serious. Is, is there, I'm dead serious. We've had this debate. She says one of the things that attracted uh, me to her is that she thought I was really funny when we met. I never in my life saw myself as even mildly humorous. I just want that on the record. But this is hilarious in a tragic kind of way because you got to laugh at these idiots. Again, signaling. They want the degree, but they don't want the skills. Another story, I talked about this last week, but it continues to happen. And now you're like, my gosh, they would rather people die and freeze to death in order to maintain the signal that they're woke environmentalists? Yes, yes. The answer is yes. Wall Street Journal, editorial board. The West climate policy debacle. Talks about how even states like Texas can't keep the power on anymore. How we are descending, we are now regressing. It, it's, it's, oh gosh, I could talk about this all day, so I want to keep this tight. The greatest irony of all of a movement that calls themselves liberal progressives is everything they do regresses us back to prior decades. Everything. We now even have places like Texas, a red state, where they let, they did, and let's not, we call out both parties here, okay? You're looking for some kind of, I ran into a, a waiter this week in a restaurant. He's like, he didn't know who I was. So I, someone else told him I had a podcast. So he comes back the next day and he goes, man, I listened to your podcast. And he was like, I'm glad you call out both sides. Uh, I, 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 it's not, I'm not doing it to signal like the left. I'm doing it because it's true. Even Texas fell in love with this whole wind, green energy stuff. What's the problem? It's unreliable. The wind doesn't blow all the time. And Joe, this is crazy with the sun. Did you know this? We have this thing called clouds. You ever seen oh, one? Oh, yeah. They're Big, up in the air. You've seen one? Yeah. In, in the air. It's in the air. That's yeah. a, that's a go. Maybe we should put a shirt like that. Our new t-shirt. Yeah. Joe says, yes, it's in the air. Yes, it blocks the sun. It's not reliable. But the Texans and others, uh, the, the, not the Republicans, the Greens over there fell in love with the idea. Yes, even in red state. Now, the idea is pervasive in blue states. We know that that won't build pipelines. We are going back to the dark ages. Pretty soon, you're going to have to light a fire in your house, which is a really bad idea. Why? It violates the golden rule of the Dan Bongino show, which is don't get dead. And setting a fire in your house to eat your house will help you get dead quick. So don't do it. Don't do it. That's not common sense. It also emits a lot of smoke and stuff. Really stupid idea. Yet you're going to freeze to death. Why? Because the Europeans right now, look at this article. This is just going to, if this doesn't kick you in the gonads, I don't know what will, how stupid the left is. Just stupid. Europeans are now drafting emergency plans to ration supply to manufacturers. Talking about energy. 
So they're engaged in an active debate how they can ration energy. Energy. The most rationing energy. Can you think of a more regressive policy? But it goes on. So you think they'd be trying to fix this? You know, Joe, we got an energy problem. How do we get more? No, 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 no. But German leaders are still shutting down their three operating nuclear plants by year's end. To quote the final word of the bridge on the River Kwai, madness. Germany must resort to burning coal and oil as its trillion-dollar investment in wind and solar can't make up for Russian gas. This is... Folks, if I had any hair, I'd be yanking on it right now. What else do you need to hear, you morons on the left? What else do you need to hear? Europe is right now discussing a rationing plan that's going to shut down their heavy industry so they can't produce anything, steel and the products you need to keep society functioning. They're also going to have a problem heating people's homes with this thing called winter coming up. And you've got these green idiots led by morons who put masks on and tell you to do it. The same idiots who tell you their pronouns are Xi Zhao though, right? They tell you this. They, you are going to freeze. Listen to me. You are going to freeze. One more time. You are going to freaking freeze. You're going to freeze. I don't... I, I don't know what else you need to hear. I don't know what else you need to hear. You are going to freeze. What are you going to do? I don't know, Donnie. I don't know. I don't put a mask on. Maybe Donnie put a, maybe a mask will warm you up. Well, breathe in, blah, blah. It'll kill COVID too. Who knows? Maybe you'll change your pronouns. It'll heat you right up from the rage of people calling you by the wrong pronouns as you take, continually correct them and tell them it's Xi Zhao though. I don't know. Maybe you'll turn white hot with rage. Can't say white. That would be against, that'd be, uh, again, that would definitely be racist. Then you'd be a racist. Who would you make you war white hot with rage? Oh, like I said, I couldn't wait to get back today. The whole weekend I'm putting the show together. I can't, the signaling thing. I know the mask thing drives me nuts. I know it drives you nuts. But it led me to this whole show, how they just cannot stop. People will continue to die from COVID, from poor energy policies. And all they will do is signal you right into the ground. All right, I got more coming up. Um, the media is confused, of course. Katie Tour uh, was given some kind of interview. She's an MSNBC host. And she's confused, by the way, why nobody trusts the media anymore. I don't know, maybe because you keep pumping these code words and signaling mechanisms over actual results. Just an idea, just an idea. Media figures constantly confused after telling us to do things that are clearly signaling and not based in common sense at all, clearly attacking us on our right to self-protection, trying to tell us that it's glorious and, and, and a signal of virtue to demand uh, under penalty of law that people call you Xi Zhao, though, right? Now they're confused why nobody trusts them and people just don't listen to them anymore. Folks, I structured the show very intentionally the way I did. You see, again, how sense that is common, otherwise known as common sense, is totally, completely absent in the media space, too. Why does nobody trust us? Maybe because you lied to them about the collusion hoax. You lied to them about the Hunter thing. You lied to them about COVID. You lied to them about vaccines. You lied to them about masks. You lied to them about Donald Trump. Why do people not trust you? Because you've given them no reason to trust you. You lied to them. Is this hard? Guys, is this hard to figure out? Like, is this like... Again, this is the kind of thing, like, I, I guarantee you I could explain to probably a six or seven-year-old, and they would get it right away. Hey, Junior, 
If I told you lies all the time, would you trust me? No, sir. I would. The Katie Tur doesn't get this. Here, listen to it ourselves. Check this out. Listen to her own words. There was just a Gallup poll out today that shows that the trust in, in media, newspapers, and television is you know hitting an all-time low. People don't trust us. They don't believe us. And it makes me wonder if this job, as I'm currently doing it, is effective, uh, but if it's doing more harm than good. I don't have a good answer for that. Well, I appreciate her honesty. The answer is uh, it is doing more harm than good because you guys are liars and ladies out there on the left. You just lie to people all the time. And whereas when we screw something up, we do our best in this show to correct it. You do nothing of that sort. You double down. Here, you want proof of this? Post-millennial just popped this weekend. Story be in the newsletter. Bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to subscribe. So NPR, which is ridiculously taxpayer-funded national public radio, it is the probably the most far-left radical activist organization paid for right now by tax dollars anywhere in the country. They note that disinformation spreading, NPR is now launching a disinformation reporting team. This is hilarious. NPR is launching a disinformation team? Let me show you one of the highlights from NPR before the election. NPR who used your taxpayer dollars to interfere in an election by shutting down a legitimate story about the president of the United States, President of the United States, Joe Biden, and his corrupt, crack-addicted son and their corruption overseas. Here was NPR's story when they found the laptop. We don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. And we don't want to waste the listeners' and readers' time on stories that are just pure distractions. That was Terrence Samuels. NPR's managing editor for news on the New York Post Hunter Biden Holy story. Smokes. NPR, you can take it and shut the up. Nobody is listening to you morons on disinformation. You are champions of disinformation. That is what you do best is promote lies and bullshit, and you know it. Of course, the left has to cover the lies. So here's Axios again with Ashley Gold. With the wink and a nod again, Twitter's global agenda, with or without must. They're talking about Twitter's problems. And they talk about world leaders spreading misinformation or inciting violence. That's a leftist talking point. They use the inciting violence or the spreading misinformation thing. That is code for shutting down conservative thought they don't like. There is a woman on Twitter who called me a Russian agent said without a doubt she had evidence, without a doubt, openly defamed me on to, I mean, in, in a legal manner. What? And yet still, I'm not talking about like some rando either. You know, randos say crazy stuff. Let me get all kinds of death threats and nonsense from them. Clearly inciting violence against me and defaming me, clearly. And yet nothing's happened. Look, she's protected. She's a leftist. Axios is doing this to make sure that they can lie to you about Hunter Biden, lie to you about people like me, and yet get us booted off the platform when we fight back. Here's a perfect example of what I mean. How we are the ones that have always been on the side of the truth, the left lies, and to cover the lies, they have to get you kicked off for telling the truth. Remember that story? There was a leftist writer, it was a woman, um, was it Naomi, was it her? she written about, I believe it was her, wrote about this story about how the COVID vaccine is leading to menstrual changes uh, with, with women. 
And she was suspended for Twitter or something like that. Well, news was it July 15th. Today's July 18th. This is just three days ago. NBC News. Menstrual changes after COVID vaccines may be far more common than previously known. Gosh, sounds like something we heard about a year ago. But you were banned again because that was misinformation. Why? Because you weren't signaling virtue. Why? Because you weren't expressing support for the vaccine. Why? Because you had scientific concerns. Well, why would that matter? Because the left hates science. They care about the degree, not the skills. They care about signaling virtue, not the science. Please cut the crap with the left is the party of science. They are a party of witchcraft. They don't give a damn about the science. People knew about the COVID vaccine and the menstrual cycle in women about a year ago. And they were banned for talking about it because it wasn't signaling support and allegiance and genuflecting in front of the leftist vaccine cause, showing your compliance and suckling on the teat of the government that was telling you to take this thing. All right. Let me move on. So I did a monologue this weekend on my Fox show. By the way, thank you for all the feedback. It means a lot. I'm going to tell you something. Um, I, I, I tell you guys way too much. But it doesn't matter, right? Because it's my choice. It's my show. But people always say, Dan, you share too much. Ugh, whatever. The monologue this weekend was the first one I've done on my show on Fox, which has been on over a year now. So we've got a good library of shows behind us. It's the first one that the genesis of it was not my idea. I got to give credit where credit is due. A really good producer on my show came to me and said, Dan, I've got an idea for a monologue. And I'll be honest with you. Typically when they say that, I'm always like, yeah, I'm a little hesitant because the monologue, I like to like keep a close hold on. It's just like, I don't know. It's like a teddy bear thing. Not that they're not talented, but they pitched it to me over email. And then on a call, they said, why is this guy always begging Biden? Did you ever notice that? Like, do you ever see that with leaders, actual leaders, like CEOs, coaches, generals? It's not diplomacy. Someone said, oh, Dan, that's what diplomacy is. No, diplomacy isn't begging. Begging is begging, right? That's not what happens, right? You don't see this with leaders. Why is this guy always begging? And I thought, you know, that's a great idea for a monologue. So we built it out, how this guy's the beggar in chief, how he has so little political cachet and leadership cachet with people that he has to get down on the knee and beg people for everything. You guys love this. I've never gotten more feedback on a monologue. Uh, the video has been going nuclear all over social media. So I really appreciate that. But it, it, it highlights the point I think a lot of you have been concerned about with the Biden administration, that none of the people in it, including Biden himself, have any of the characteristics of a born leader. Now, when you're president of the United States, one of the things leaders do is their ability. They have an ability to see around corners. I don't mean predict the future. Nobody obviously can predict the future. They just can predict the future a little better than the other guy. It's the old bear thing. I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun Joe, right? That's what makes a good coach who wins, say, 60% of his games better than a coach who wins 50% of his games. And one makes the playoffs and one doesn't. The one coach was a little better at predicting what the pitcher and the team was going to do. I mean, is any, guys, again, is any of this foreign? I mean, this is all, this all makes sense, right? Yeah, experience. They just yeah. have a better ability to analyze the data, right, Joe? Yeah. And say, here's what I think is going to happen, and here's how we're going to respond. Generals do the same thing. Politicians do good. Politicians do the same thing. Trump sensed that the immigration argument was a winner when every other Republican told him it was a loser. He won. Biden has none of those. Here is a perfect example. Here's one of his economic advisors, a, a rather high-ranking one, Jared Bernstein, who was his chief propaganda minister. 
He's asked a basic question like, how did you guys not see inflation coming? And he's like, oh, man, I don't know. It's a bunch of stuff we just couldn't foresee or forecast into the future. Really? I'll debunk that coming up in a second. But listen first. It's been almost a year to the day since President Biden last year said that no serious economist thought that we would enter a period of unchecked inflation. We were at 5.4% then. We're at 9.1% as of this week. How did the White House get this so wrong? Well, that actually was the dominant forecast at the time. And uh, we were very much citing forecasts across the board, including those of the Federal Reserve. And I think there are a number of issues. One is that uh, there were some unforeseen things that occurred. For example, a, a war in Ukraine. Now, Ukraine and Russia are both bread baskets and energy baskets for the world. So you couldn't foresee the food crisis or, or Ukraine at all? You couldn't? I mean, this is what you do. You couldn't see any of that coming? We, we all saw it coming. You know how? We were reading reports in the Washington Post. A lot of people. Russia planning massive military offensive against Ukraine involving 175,000 troops, U.S. intelligence warns. December 3rd, 2021. Now, folks, again, to be fair, because I can criticize myself as a component of a story. I'm not a leftist. I didn't think Putin was going to invade Ukraine either. But that's, you know, when you're the president of the United States and your sole job is to see around corners, you didn't at least consider that as he was amassing 175,000 troops on the border, that Russia, one of the largest producers of gas and oil, might use it as a geopolitical weapon after that? I can tell you, if I was the president, I, again, I can't prove a counterfactual, but nobody knows me better than me. As a president of the United States, I'm absolutely sure I would have at least said, listen, I don't think he's going to do it. But if he does, what are we doing to kind of buttress our oil supply so we don't have a gas crisis? Folks, I don't think that was a stroke of genius, me just saying that. I think that's what any sane person would have done. Biden, nope, did the exact opposite. Here's another one. You didn't sense a food crisis? Fortune magazine, Sean Tully. Look at the date. March 24th, 2022. Again, folks, it's July. You didn't understand a food price crisis was coming? It's not just energy. The Ukraine conflict is sending wheat prices soaring, pounding poor countries the hardest. You didn't know Ukraine was one of the biggest exporters of wheat around the You didn't know that? You see 175,000 troops at the border. You have no backup plan at all. You imagine going into a football game with no backup quarterback. The guy breaks his leg and you're like, we forfeit, game over. I didn't anticipate a broken leg and a quarterback. And he's like, it's, you'd be fu instantly fired. Not Joe Biden. Guy's a horror, folks. And by the way, here's one more thing. Their inability to see political ramifications for their stupid decisions. This is, again, in the litany of dumb things they've done politically, this isn't even in the top five, but it's an important one nonetheless. They made this ridiculous claim because they need to go kiss the ass of the Saudis because they don't want to produce American oil. So they made this ridiculous claim because the left doesn't like the Saudis. They made it. And by the way, a lot of people on the right don't either. Their role in international terrorism is significant. We shouldn't let that go. But realpolitik is in order sometimes. We have to deal with a lot of people we don't like. It's sad, but true. It's a fact of reality. So Biden, because he's a fraud, a fake, and a phony, instead of going over there, just shaking a guy's hand and going inside and doing the thing, they said, no, we're not shaking hands on this trip at all. Biden's afraid of COVID, except he got off in Israel and started shaking everybody's hand. So then when he went to Saudi, he gave a ridiculous fist bump. They made a big deal out of this. No one brought up the handshake. They made a big deal out of it. 
Here's Biden complaining that the press is making a big deal out of the handshake he made a big deal out of. Check this out. Do you regret the fist bump, Mr. President? Why don't you guys talk about something that happens? Why don't you ask me a question? Why don't you ask me a question? This is a, they, keep in mind, again, folks, this wouldn't have been an issue if they didn't bring it up and put out the ridiculous absurdity that they weren't shaking hands because of COVID. They did it. The man has zero political instincts whatsoever. All right, let me get to this. 2,000 mules, folks. What does this have to do with 2,000 mules? I got more coming up on that. I want to show you again how it's not hypocrisy anymore. It's hierarchy. The left's attacks on 2,000 mules. Remember, geo-tracking doesn't work. Really? So why is there an article I'm reading today about how, so good, how geo-tracking so good it may hurt the left? I thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it didn't work. I got that and then the controversy I was involved in again this weekend. I'll just give you a quick rundown on that. Here's what I mean again. Katie Tours wondering why nobody trusts the media and people laugh at them. Number 2,000 Mules, the great Dinesh D'Souza movie, which provide, provided hard evidence of massive shenanigans and ballot harvesting schemes in swing states. You, many of you saw the movie. It's terrific. If you haven't, go to 2,000mules.com. It's worth your time. Well, one of the things they did to track these ballot, uh, these, these people who are trafficking ballots, right, into ballot boxes and harvesting them, one of the things they used was cell phone geotracking, which is so accurate that the chief justice of Supreme Court noted it was like wearing an ankle monitor. All of a sudden, the left, because they didn't like geotracking, said, no, 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 Reuters, fact check, cell phone location data they know, which doesn't remotely show that people were actually using the drop boxes. They said, geotracking doesn't work, Joe. It doesn't work. Despite the Supreme Court, despite the military's use of it to target people overseas, despite law enforcement's use of it, they say definitely not. When you use it to show there may have been shenanigans in an election, geo-tracking is for idiots. Huh. I was kidding. Yeah, it's strange, right? So this morning I'm sitting there, I'm putting together my show. And uh, a little early, it's about six o'clock in the morning, still a little dark. I got my phone flashed. I don't like turning overhead lights on tomorrow. It's kind of weird, strange thing about it. I'm like a vampire, I like to sit in the dark. So I put a little flash on I'm reading through the articles and I'm like, wow. This is a weird article by Politico. I thought they told us geo-tracking doesn't work. This is a real headline. A uniquely dangerous tool. How Google's data can help states track abortions. So apparently this article is a scare tactic. The states are going to start tracking women who get abortions out of states. Tracking them. And how are they going to do it? They're going to do it using the location data from people's phones. I thought you can't do that. Oh. I thought I thought you could, I, I thought that didn't work. I... I, I uh, I, I don't worry. What are you guys worried about? You told us geotracking isn't even remotely accurate. You told us that when a geotrack cell phone goes near a ballot box to drop off ballots and does it multiple times, it, that doesn't mean anything. They could have just driven by it, even though the geolocated data says you stop there. It says, no, no, it doesn't say any of that. They told us it, which is weird. How would you know then that the person who was being geotracked stopped in an abortion provider? How, how would, huh? Uh, I'm confused. I'm confused. Maybe someone should ask Alfred uh, Ingnat. He's the author of this piece. And send them the Reuters fact check and say, don't worry, this article is garbage. It's just not accurate anyway. So you would have no idea if they went to an abortion provider. Only if they went to a ballot box. Mm, vexing. 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 <laughs> I don't, I, again, I, I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad I can always set the record straight for you. Just understand that despite the relentless attacks on us, we are always on the right side of the facts. 
These idiots cannot get their story straight ever. All right, so I found myself again a little bit of a controversy because my phone is blowing up. Uh, I know I discussed this last week. Some of you may have missed it, but it popped again this weekend. I'm driving home. We were in the Florida Keys. Thank you for the hospitality. We went to Hawks K, which is very nice. I had a really good time over there. Thank you to Charlie and some of the uh, folks over there who treated us great. I had a number of people come out sitting around the fire with my daughter. I put a picture of it on my locals account if you all want to check it out. Um, we were drinking some uh, some uh, what was it? Quintessa. It was a nice red wine. We, had. We, was, we were having a good time, my wife and I, just chatting, spending some time with my youngest daughter. And people, so the word spread that I was at the resort, and I guess there were people at the bar, and they kept coming out. So someone told me you were out here. So thank you to everyone who had nice words to say. I appreciate it. But the next day I'm driving home, my phone starts blowing up. People are like, Dan, look at this. Ronnie Jackson, who is a congressman from Texas, was on Maria Bartiromo's show. And... He said this. I just got a little frustrated with the with the double standard and the hypocrisy, because if you remember when I was President Trump's physician, the far left, the uh, elites in academic medicine, the, the mainstream media, they were relentless in the pursuit of me. They were con- constantly coming after me about, you know, testing and, and, and President Trump's mental and his physical capabilities. And then here we have a president that's clearly got something going on and it's crickets. Nobody's saying a single thing. So I retweeted that uh, uh, that video, she said, and made the comments that you read there. I thought it was fair benign and then within you know 20 or 30 minutes i ding my phone rings and i get i, I look down i got an email from uh, president obama directed from president obama just you know scolding me about this and so i don't know it was a little bit i had mixed emotions about it it was kind of a combination between being a little pissed off about and a little angry about it and having my feelings hurt just a little bit you know i had a pretty close personal relationship with all three of the presidents that i served and he came at me pretty hard and so i didn't know exactly what i was going to do i thought about it for a little bit i called uh, somebody who i knew would understand the situation i I was in. I called my friend Dan Bongino. Dan talked to me through it a little bit, and Dan said, "Look, Ronnie, you don't know this guy anything. Don't even respond to this. This is this is uh, this is a load of crap." And so I uh, I kind of followed Dan's lead, and I didn't I didn't reply to the email. Uh, I had thought about calling him, but I didn't. Now, uh, why do I bring this up again? I know geese thing. We just did this segment last week. Well, well, number one, it was this weekend on Maria Bartiromo's excellent show, by the way, on Sunday, a show I love. Um, but second, there's an angle I missed to that story. The angle I had discussed last week, which was what mattered to me, is Ronnie Jackson, when he was nominated to be Veterans Affairs Secretary by President Trump, I don't know if you remember that, obviously it was before he was running for Congress. Who, Ronnie Jackson's a great guy, a man with a lot of dignity and a good man. He's been a decent friend to a lot of people, a very good friend to me. Helped me through a lot. He's a medical doctor. Right? Helped me through a lot of stuff in the Secret Service when we were having medical issues. Right? It happened a lot. You'd be surprised how sick people get overseas, especially... GI stuff, drinking water. It's crazy. Ronnie's a good man. And when Ronnie was nominated for VA secretary, the left just decided they were going to destroy him and destroy his character. And I wasn't having it. And Obama, who knew Ronnie Jackson well, and even admits in that email he wrote to him about that situation, about the tweet, Obama said nothing to stop it. Nothing. Matter of fact, I can make a strong case to you, given some sources from people I know, that Obama's team was behind it to destroy Ronnie Jackson, even though they knew it was a lie. Ronnie Jackson doesn't know this guy anything. That's the angle I covered. But there's another angle Ronnie brought up. He's absolutely right. I wasn't even talking about that with my phone call with him. Remember President Trump when Ronnie Jackson was the doctor? Oh, he's dying. He's out of shape. He's mentally impaired. 25th Amendment. Remember that? No matter what Ronnie said as a medical doctor, they attacked him brutally. So President Trump's medical condition was open season. Even though Ronnie, the doctor, said there's no medical condition to be concerned about. Yet now we have an obvious cognitive situation with the sitting president of the United States, Joe Biden, 
and a medical doctor who knew him. He's not making a diagnosis. He's now a congressman. He's left his job. It's just saying, hey, as a medical doctor, this is trouble for the country. I'm a congressman. I have an obligation to say something. Now, all of a sudden, he's some traitor to the United States. Come on, Hard pass. Double barreled. You guys can all kiss my on the left. You have no standards. It's just like your geotracking. Geotracking doesn't work. You may be able to track people getting an abortion. And by the way, it's a total conspiracy theory. The left is just making this stuff up. They are. They are. They're making this up. Geotracking so great. It's worked so, it's just so fantastic. People are all frauds. All right. We're going to be uh, introducing a new segment once in a while. I thought about this today. I originally wanted to call it the headline of the day, but then I thought to myself, nah, that's not good enough. I thought we better call it, you, we're going to use uh, producer Jim from the radio show in his deepest fake game show voice to put together a line of forces is you missed the point. <laughs> I love these headlines of the day on the left. This is one of those. You missed the point things. Politico, New York tried to make apartments affordable. The opposite happened. This is my headline of the day for you missed the point. I tell you what happened. New York tried to make apartments more affordable. That's what happened. That's why they're not affordable. I've only said to you a thousand times, citing the great Milton Friedman, every time you try to control a price, rent, interest rates, price of cars, anytime you do it by government fiat, anytime, underline, the same things happen. You will get increased demand because you're trying to artificially make a, a product cheaper than it really is. So more people will want it. Of course, you want a cheap Corvette, right? If you get one. You will get increased demand. Uh, you Excuse me, you'll get de- decreased supply along with the increased demand. Why? Because Chevy's not going to sell a Corvette beneath the price it takes to make it. Why? Liberals are like, why? Because they'd be losing money. You will get quality problems because if they're then forced to build Corvettes under market value and lose money, they're going to build crappy Corvettes. And last, you get black markets. As real Corvettes start selling on black markets, for exorbitantly high prices because people don't want the new crappy, cheap Corvettes no one wants. Same thing that happened with rent control in New York. You tell landlords they can't make money on an apartment, you get increased demand for apartments because they're cheap. You get decreased supply because they're too cheap. You get black markets, people subletting, and you get quality problems. Apartments start falling apart. None of this was hard. You missed the point. All right, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Don't miss the radio show later. I got Newt Gingrich on. That should be interesting. I think it's his first time on the radio show, so check that out. And be sure to subscribe to my show. We appreciate it. You've been blowing us up on the charts. The subscriptions to the podcast are everything. Everything. I can't emphasize this enough. Please, I I ask with humility and respect, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and most importantly, Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate your support. Thanks a lot. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.